Hey, this is Artie Alexander from Damn Your Eyes, and you're listening to Sonic Perspective. Welcome to another interview here at Sonic Perspectives. My name is Austin Coquel, contributing author and interviewer with the Sonic Perspectives team. And coming out on August 2nd, we have the debut full-length LP from a band making waves in the New York metal and hard rock scene, a band called Damn Your Eyes. And right now I'm pleased to talk to one of the band's founding members, guitarist and vocalist Artie Alexander. Artie, how are you, sir? Good. How are you, Austin? Doing awesome. Thank you. Good, good to be talking Excellent. to you. So, yeah, the album's coming out. It's called Kill the Outside. Uh, It's 10 tracks, all with kind of their own identity, um, calling to mind classics like Pantera, Alice in Chains, even a little bit of like Typo Negative and Machine Head, maybe. But then I also hear kind of newer versions of older bands like Kill Devil Hill, maybe, with Rex Brown, and Last in Line with the old old, uh, Dio guys. I hear some of that in your sound as well. So tell us a little bit about the album and uh, the music you guys are working to create in uh, this futuristic year of 2019. Okay, well, you know, when we set out to, to do the album, uh, I had a bunch of songs written, and I was I had a lot of ideas, and, uh, you know, we wanted each track to stand on its own. Yeah. So uh, we like a lot of different music. We're, we're influenced by a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, we did not set out to write, oh, let's kind of write like an Alice in Chains tune or yeah. not like that. Uh, not how we operate. We just kind of write, and whatever sounds good to us, and whatever makes us feel like this is the right vibe for us, uh, we go with it, you know. So, uh, you know, I I don't really like listening to albums where the whole album is one thing, you mm-hmm. know. And sometimes you can't tell which song starts and which song ends, you know. And uh, so, I, you know, I wanted to I wanted to create something that was different and that had a, uh, an ebb and flow to it, you know, peaks and valleys, and mm-hmm. uh, just like life, you know, life is like that. So. Um, you know, we, we put this together and, uh, listening back to it. And I, I think we accomplished that. Yeah. And, and you're right. It does have ebb and flow, especially, you know, one thing I always hold kind of sacred is track sequencing. You know, I don't listen to, you know, just a bunch of singles and call it a day. I listen to an album, you know, front side to back side. And I think it, right. you guys did, did hit a sweet spot with this where it does have a nice ebb and flow. And, um, well, I mean, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys, and the other thing I want to touch on, you guys aren't exactly, you know, bright-eyed 20-year-olds doing this all for the first time. I mean, you guys have past experience with other bands. We've got Bonesmith in here, We Are the Enemy, Blackwater Rising. I mean, you guys all have families, wives, kids. So, I mean, in a time where it's, you know, it might be harder than ever to, to quote, make it in the music business, what's driving you guys to do this and just create new music nowadays? Well, here's the, here's the thing, man. Uh, we don't care what people tell us about the industry and how hard it is. And we, we, we're at a point in our lives where we've had the experiences, we've seen a lot of things, we've, we've learned a lot of things, uh, and we have a good band. So, you know, we figured, why not just, just go for it and, and see what's going on? You know, we, have, we all have families that, that support us and, uh, you know, um, that love that we're doing this. You know, it does... You know, it, it takes us away from our families a lot too. You know, rehearsals mm-hmm. and recording sessions and stuff like that. But um, 
it's it's who we are. It's what we've been doing for a long time individually. And, uh, you know, I walked away from music for a little while, too. I was kind of fed up with the scene for years, and then I, you know, eventually came back to it, and uh, Kenny as well. Um, Kenny Kenny was in Bonesmith. We, I used to go watch him play all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I loved his voice. Uh, they a great band. Bonesmith was a, was a fun Long Island band. They were really good. They're great guitar players. Kenny was awesome. And uh, Odie, I, I grew up with Odie. We've played in bands for years together, all, off and on. And uh, we finally got everything put together. Uh, Odie heard that Kenny Vincent joined in, and he's like, I want in. We always <laughs> wanted Odie to begin with anyway. So it worked out really nicely. But like I said, you know, we don't, we don't care what they're telling us and how hard it is. Uh, we think we got something good here, and, and, and we're, just, we're just enjoying the journey and, uh, and digging what's happening. You know, we're getting a lot of really good response, and um, we're, we're happy that people like the music because we really like the music. Yeah. Well, that's how it usually works, too. You, know, it's, it's, you have to please yourself as a fan before you can hope to please others as you know, external, outside-of-the-band fans. I mean, it's, you, you can't just put out some prepackaged product and assume people are going to want it because you follow the right you know, chord progressions or whatever. No, it's like you have to be happy with, be happy with it as an artist, for sure. And uh, one thing right. I like about the new album is, you know, a lot of times I find uh, with hard rock and metal bands coming out nowadays, especially those with um, maybe slightly more seasoned band members, is the lyrical content can get a little silly. Like, like I like to call it tough guy lyrics. Um, you know, like you want to step up to me, I'll kick your ass, whatever. It's like, okay, dude, you're like 55. Shut up. But you know, it's like you don't need yeah. you don't need to prove anything to anybody. Yeah. But you guys tackle yeah. you know subjects like with some real grit to it you know you tackle you tackle subjects like you know just political dissonance and and friends dying and things like that so let's talk a little bit about some of the subject matter that you've tackled with uh with the new album uh they're all just experiences that have been going on in life you know uh you know i'm sure everybody gets a little upset about the political environment that's going on and and you know we're we're, we're not a band that chooses sides we're just a band that thinks that you know it's all rubbish you know mm-hmm. and uh, nobody's really on our side to begin with you know and what happened to that old you know what happened to the constitution what happened to all these things that we have in this country you know it seems like every way you turn somebody's wanting to change it but you know th- those these these aren't things that consume us or or drive us as people you know they're just topics that uh we touch we touch on you know uh we've we've had Many, many people die, you know, from the drug epidemic and from alcoholism and suicide um, in our lives. So I had a, uh, one of my best friends growing up uh, about four years ago. Actually, it was July 15th, four years ago. Uh, he took his own life and um, because of, of drug abuse. And it just, I know at the time I was messing around with that riff and I uh, put it together. And I, I wanted to tell a story because it's not uncommon for people to be so, you know, um, consumed by their addictions and they can't get out of it. And, uh, they end up taking their own lives because of it, because it's, it's a, it's a hard hole to crawl out of. And, um, you know, it's just like, that's dirty Viper, what I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other stuff is, you know, every, every song kind of has a different feel and a, and a different topic. Uh, just because, you know, I, I write to how I feel. And uh, I think that's what makes it genuine. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, you're talking about that tough guy image. Every every real tough guy that I know, 
wouldn't tell you he was a tough guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, he, he would, he would just kick your ass when it was wanted, you know? So, yeah. um, so that's, you know, I know that I've been in that scene with the hardcore scene and stuff and it's just, uh, you know, it's tired to me. Yeah. And, um, there's you know, more to say. I, I really, we really felt that, uh, that, that old vein, you know, you mentioned kind of what we might sound like, you know, that old vein of late eighties, early nineties music, um, it was really, it's really what we, we clung on to as, as listeners, you know, and, and as players. And, uh, it, it came out so natural, you know, so if we, yeah. if we sound like somebody else, we don't mean to, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's just how it happens. You know, we're not, we're not trying to rip anybody's style off. Yeah. It's just, uh, the inspiration. I, think, I think we've developed our own style within those styles, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and it, it's kind of, I don't want to say funny, but, um, sort of, coincidental you know talking about dirty viper um you know i mean musically speaking it's it's probably one of my favorite tracks it has just a lot of great vocal harmony and again kind of kind of an alice in chains uh down in a hole feel to it or something um but for me um and you know to go into something a little personal on my end here um i actually just had my best friend from junior high who i hadn't seen in about 20 years um, he just died this past week of an, of an overdose himself. And yeah, and it's, it hit me really hard. I mean, I, I talked to him online maybe about five years ago, hadn't seen him about 15 years before that, give or take, and he's just gone now. And I've had a really yeah. hard time coming to terms with that. So one thing that's kind of helped me through it is going back a little bit and thinking about, you know, I used to play in bands with him when, you know, he taught me my first guitar riffs, you know, we were learning Metallica, Master of Puppets and stuff together. So I kind of made a playlist of like all the music I was listening to when I was a kid with him, like Megadeth and Sepultura and, you know, Slayer, and just, you know, the classic Aussie, all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I never stopped listening to those guys, but it's kind of helped me come to terms with, you know, losing an old friend. And it's, it's, it's all full circle in a weird way, but, um, I don't know. I'm not really sure what point I'm trying to make there, but it's, you know. I think you're saying that you identify with the song. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's exactly it. I've played through it a few times this week, and that one hit me, and, you know, immediately the lyrics, I was like, well, shit, that's, you know, that's what I just had happen. So it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that song's really real to me, and it, and it kind of takes you through the process of what, that the story of what, you know, some people do. And I kind of, I took some liberties and I, you know, uh, you know, I, I put a, a girl's perspective and then, a, and then a guy in there and I, I wanted mm-hmm. to mix it up a little bit to make it not too personal. And, um, but, but these are all the things that we can identify with. So, you know, like I think I feel a lot of the songs we have on the album, people can identify with because it's yeah. just life. You know, yeah. I'm not talking about dragons and stuff, which is cool. You know? Yeah. Oh, a lot yeah. of people like that, but, but I, I don't relate to that stuff. You know, I relate to what's going on in my life and, seeing people go down the hole and, and seeing people come out of the hole and, and me being one of them myself, you know, yeah. I struggled with alcoholism and drug addiction for a long time. And, uh, and I was able to climb out of that hole, you know, yeah. and I feel like I've got a new lease on life. And that's another reason why, why I, I, we're really pushing this band and doing stuff because, uh, you know, you only live once mm-hmm. and I spent so many years doing the wrong things, you know, and, and not using the talents that I was given and uh, now I feel like I, I like I have to. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and everyone has some tragedy in their life at some point, and it's it's sad that things like that can be universal truths. But 
they are. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. There's yeah. there's built-in relatability there. Um, yeah. So backing it up just a second, just talking about, you know, who's in the band and everything. Obviously, we've got you on guitar and co-vocals. And then you mentioned Kenny and Odie, Kenny Vincent Jr. on lead vocals, Odie McLaughlin on mm-hmm. bass, and then Rick Tiano on drums. Um, I mentioned, yeah. you know, a minute ago in Dirty Viper, we hear this great classic kind of Lane Staley, Jerry Cantrell, you know, vocal harmony on Dirty Viper. But then we have harsh vocals as well as clean lead vocals all throughout the album. How do you and, and Kenny split the vocal duties? Uh, Kenny's the lead vocal in the band. And what happened was, I, you know, I had made demos before Kenny was in the band uh, to kind of get a feel of what I was trying to do with it and the music and stuff. And, um, yeah, I can't sing like Kenny. <laughs> Kenny hits notes I can't hit. And, yeah. and um, so I found this, this area where... I was good at at the growls and kind of like the scream singing, and so I recorded that way because it sounded better sonically to me, so I could kind of show people what we were doing when we were trying to get people into the band. And um, we weren't doing that. When Kenny came in the band, we weren't doing any of that. Kenny was just singing all the vocals, and he had said to me before we went into the studio to do the album, you know, I want you to do those parts. I want, can can we switch on and off and stuff? And... and um, and then we found out, we started doing a lot of harmony stuff. I hear a lot of harmonies when I'm writing. and So I started working those out. And then when we started to sing together, it was a game changer. Like, it was weird. It was like, wait, we could do this, and it sounds really nice. Yeah. Our vocals have good tones. They work together. And we're like, you know what? Why not? Who else yeah. is doing this? You know, so, uh, in, especially in heavy music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, there are probably 10 bands that are. I just don't know them. But um, <laughs> in my head, that's how it was. So we just said, you know what, it's another dynamic for this band. Um, you know, we're a four-piece band. We don't have another guitar player. I can't trade riffs and do that stuff with, which is fine. We kind of wanted that classic four-piece, yeah. you know, Pantera look, you know, like on stage. I, I like that. I like I like having that, you know, a guy, each guy on the side of the stage. But so we were just like, oh, let's, let's, let's go for it and see what happens. And uh, we were very happy with the product. And me and Kenny have a lot of fun working together on those parts and uh you know we have a lot of fun in general so well and it's funny you mentioned pantera because you know yeah. I, when i saw the lineup of the band that you know it is just a four-piece i picture sort of that classic um you know live setting where when dimebag would solo and then rex and Vinny would just kind of hold down the rhythm and the bottom end and everything i picture that with you guys live where it's like you know what you hear in the studio where there's a solo and you know obviously there's still rhythm going underneath and everything rhythm guitar when you're live obviously you can't do that but i always thought that was kind of a cool sound too where you know all of a sudden dimebag's just going for it and it's just you've just got bass and drums and i think that's kind of a cool not just a visual thing for you guys where you've got the stage balanced aesthetically but just audibly i think that's kind of cool where it's you know just one guitarist just going for it yeah well we've, we've worked on our sound live a lot and uh you know and we we have a really good live sound and we you know and a good presence and uh so we're happy with that we're okay to, to stay that way and uh yeah it's you know, Odie and Rick lock in, and I and I do the solos live. And if you listen to those old Pantera albums, some songs he's playing rhythms under it, some songs he's not. Yeah. So, um, you know, as we progress, we're still learning each other. You know, we're still mm-hmm. we're a newer new band. So, uh, you know, the next album we hope to be you know different from this one in a lot of ways. You know, and still have our sound. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it works. So why you know why fix it if it ain't broke? 
Yeah, and uh, and while we're on the subject, by the way, you know, kudos on the harsh vocals because I take them. I don't want to say I take them with a grain of salt, but you know, some I love and others I not so much. And there are times I don't know if you know the band, uh, the Swedish band Avatar, but the harsh vocals remind me of uh, their lead, lead vocalist Johannes Eckerstrom, and that's a huge compliment because that guy's got a huge set of pipes. He's like six foot eight or something. He's got a voice like he's six foot eight. And um, yeah, that was one of the first things I noticed on Ascension on this album that right away the harsh vocals are just in your face, but very uh, kind of classic and, you know, just a, a good tasty growl to it as well, you know? So uh, I yeah, really no, nothing we do is over the top, you know, uh, it's just, we're, we're trying to be as basic as we can and, and stick to the songs and, uh, you know, so that, that, that's a great compliment. Yeah. I, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, because I would be able to do that for about five minutes, and I'd be down for the count. So, I mean, it takes a lot of work to, to perfect <laughs> it. Um, so, talking more about some of the the track listing and everything from the album, um, what are what are your personal favorites or uh, just favorite from the album? Or do you even have uh, them? No, I, I don't know if I have personal favorites. Uh, you know, through it all is, is just a heavy driving song. Uh, we have a lot of fun with that. Um, live um you know me and kenny are, are kind of singing together and back and forth a little bit too on that um these are the things is, is a really good live song uh it's heavy it's groovy it's got mm-hmm. a lot of different moving parts to it it's kind of got like a break with a slow solo which is fun you know um you know slow was a completely different track we had no intention on on doing anything acoustic you know and rick said to me uh to be fair, can you just write me a song, you know, uh, acoustic? And I said, sure. And I had some time on my hands, so I went down to my basement. And I was putzing around with some stuff that I had. And, you know, about 20 minutes later, I sent them the song, you know. Yeah. And it, just one of those songs that came out. And uh, the guys liked it. They wanted to put on the album. So um, that that track I'm singing on. There's no Kenny on that. Oh, nice. Uh, so, um, uh, punk, I don't know if you could curse on this. So Go for it. Punk, punk. Okay, punk fuck, you know, is a is a really really fun song for us. That's probably the funnest song to play, and it's got this kind of punk, hardcore rhythm with a groove to it, and and then it gets metal in there, and then it, yeah. it drops back, and then it gets metal again, you know. So um, that's a really driving song, you know. I yeah, I'm I'm happy with everything that we did. Yeah, there's not in my in my opinion, there's no filler tracks. It's not like, oh, we only have nine songs. We got to put something in there. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we need a we single. Just, we were had. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need. Yeah. We need a single. Yeah. Yeah. So, we uh, we just you know put it together, and every song stands on its own. It's all got its own feel, uh, and that's you know in live we're able to shift and and get into that mood, and uh, you know we've been doing this a long time, so we've and we believe in our music, so it's a lot easier. Yeah. It's all genuine. Yeah. Well, and it's cool that, you know, everything has, like I said earlier, kind of its own identity, but still sounds cohesive, like it's all you guys. Um, You know, like Punk Fuck, for example, that could have gone totally, you know, way off the beaten path and kind of messed up the album, especially being sort of at the midpoint. Um, But it's it's like a heavy punk, almost like the exploited or one of those kind of, you know, heavier punk bands. It's not like all of a sudden you just change gears and decide to become the Ramones or something. You know, it's it still fits within the overall sound of the album. So I think that works really cool. But then, you know, all of a sudden. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
no, no, say, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> a minute later, we're into slower, <laughs> which is, you know, I think really is kind of um, what rounds out the album perfectly because that really just, you know, it, it just makes it a completely well-rounded experience. And the fact that you've got that transition from slower into these are the things and it kind of goes from, you know, um, slower song, no pun intended, to, you know, a similar intro into the next song. It has a great transition through there as well. So I think, again, the track sequencing really works well for the whole album. Thank you. I don't know what track sequencing you have, but you mentioned Punk Punk being in the middle of the album, and that's actually at the end of the album. Oh, really? I've got it as six. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's the tenth song on the album. Huh. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know how it was sent to you or whatever, but you know what? The song before Slower is a heavy song as well. So it's yeah. like, uh, it lines and lambs. So it's fans, when help. they're picking up the album in a couple of weeks or whatever, they'll have a totally different listening experience than, than what I did. That's that's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we still have that ebb and flow because you, you mentioned Slower <laughs> and these are the things, and they are back-to-back. Okay, so, well, there, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I, I love it. Uh, yeah, it almost seems like a part one and part two, how the two of them come together. It's It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt when we were going through it and picking which where we wanted to put it is, you know, it kind of has this little thing and then, you know, it, it continues that and then all of a sudden, you know, when these are the things kick in, it's, you know, it's just uh, full force. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you guys recorded the album at uh, Front Row Recording and uh, you worked with John Idvo as yeah. your uh, as your pro- producer. So um, just talk us through the experience. I mean, you guys have past recording experience and everything, but this is, you know, other than, I guess, the EP when you first came out, um, this is, you know, your first real, true, you know, LP studio experience. But the album sounds really polished. Um, I mean, tell us what that whole recording experience was like. John, first of all, John's the absolute best. He's, uh, uh, Odie and I are from a town called Valley Stream on Long Island. John's also from Valley Stream. So Odie and John have known each other. Odie's older than me. So Odie and John, and so is John. So they, they've, they've known each other for a lot longer than I did. When I was thinking about recording, before Odie was in the band, when I was thinking about doing some recordings, he said, go to John, he's awesome. Go to John, he's awesome. And I knew who John was because he played in a band called Wicked Mariah for a long time. And, uh, you know, in Valley Stream, we had a lot of musicians there growing up. There's a lot of bands and, and that going on, you know. It was a very cool town. It's, it's also where Jim Brew is from, so he's always talking oh, yeah. about metal. If you, if you you know listen to his comedy, mm-hmm. that's where we grew up in that town. So um, when he he's in, you know introduced me to John, and we talked for a while, and then uh, when Odie joined up in the band, we went into the studio, and I got to get to know John really well. And um, he's 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 business. He's he knows what he's doing in that studio. He does such a wonderful job. He hears things that we don't hear. Uh, you know, we kind of took him in as, as a member of the band in a lot of ways because we trusted his, his, his opinions, you know. And uh, <clears throat> he didn't change too much, you know. He he definitely has his, his stamp on what we do, but um, he would sit back and listen and say, oh, th- I think this works a little better than this, you know. Mm-hmm. And and during the like the, the solo process, not every solo was completely written when I went in. And, uh, and it was just me and him in there, and we were just, you know, shooting the shit and... and figuring stuff out and what about this what do you think about this and you know that's a great direction let's see where that goes and so everything he did uh you know he was he was a huge part of of our sound and you know he talks about it we have this little documentary up he talks about it and i wanted more of a raw recording than the ep a little more raw and uh 
you know, and down to earth mm-hmm. and not so polished. So um, he was able to find that spot for us. You know, he knew exactly what we needed. And everything he sent us was, you know, when he had sent us rough drafts of the mixes and stuff, because he, he produced it, he engineered it, and he mixed it. So it was just yeah. us and John. Yeah. So, you know, when you're spending that much time with a guy, when I did my guitars, it took a week off of work, and I went in there, and I spent every day with him, and we just went over stuff. John's still a part of our band and, and a part of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still a part of the whole process. Uh, we've built a really good team between him and uh, Munzi Ricci from Skateboard Marketing, and he does our radio. He's been in the business forever. And uh, and now with, with Adrenaline. So with, with, with each person... We kind of started building around that person and took another person into the, into the our you know kind of family, a music family, yeah. and uh, you know, and this is where it's led us, and it's been incredible. So you guys have a show uh, coming up in Elmhurst, right, in August with the Almighty Crowbar. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've I've been a huge fan of uh, one of the side projects down with uh, again some Pantera talk with Phil Anselmo and uh, Pepper Keenan from COC and everything. I've been a fan of theirs since God probably late '95 or early '96. I'm going to say, um, but I mean, opening for Crowbar in 2019. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. So I mean, what's what's that like for you guys? Uh, well, it's going to be a great show. You know, uh, I met Kurt in Belgium uh, a couple of years back. We were, I was playing a festival that he was at. And, uh, you know, we met a little bit. And then when we were playing, he was on the side of the stage checking us out. So, you know, some of these guys you come across if you've been on the road and stuff, uh, he's a really nice guy. So, you know, and Crowbar, the first time I saw Crowbar, they opened up a Pantera. And they were just so heavy and brutal and slow you know mm-hmm. they were like typo negative meets pantera in <laughs> yeah. a way you know and uh so we're we're excited about it uh we're excited about every show we do you know we 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 love being out there and doing it and we, we prep hard for it so um we're really looking forward to it we're, we're looking forward to get we want to get on the road with with more accomplished bands and and uh meet their crowds and play to their audiences and and try to build this from the ground up. It's very grassroots for us. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that's the way we want it. You know, we don't want it just to be an internet thing mm-hmm. where, you know, all these people like your music, but, you know, you're not going out there and meeting them and, yeah. and playing for them, you know? So, I mean, I, I know it's probably too soon to say, but, um, you know, without going into specifics, are there any touring plans kind of bubbling beneath the surface? There, there, no, there's not. Uh, nobody knows who we are yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there, I mean, there's, you know, we're, we're definitely uh, causing a little bit of a stir, and, and there's definitely some things happening. Yeah. But um, right now, we're, we're just in the in New York area doing shows, Jersey. You know, we're, we're sticking close. We'd like to get up to Boston and then start working our way down south. Yeah. Um, you know, and just start testing the waters. Uh, you know, we're hoping when the album comes out, uh, things will change for us a little bit. We'll get the right booking contacts. And, um, you know, we don't have a booking agent, so we, yeah. we've been doing everything ourselves. And, well, uh, I mean, Twisted Sister cool. started out that way and they became legends. So, I mean, you never know. Right. right. So, I mean, they, right, they, right. they were regional right, you know. and then took over the world. Yeah. So it's, that's the whole thing. We're just, we're, we're going along for the ride and wherever it leads us, that's where we're going. And, um, you know, we said to ourselves from the beginning, if nobody likes some music, it's okay. We do. Yeah. You know, 
if everybody likes some music, it's okay because we do, you know? <laughs> so uh, that's even better, though, because then, you know, maybe we could uh, spend more time on it. Maybe we could make it into a living. And, uh, you know, we're blue-collar guys pretty much, yeah. you know? So uh, working hard is not a problem for us and getting out there. And, uh, you know, like I said, wherever it leads us, we're going to go. And uh, every place we go to, we're going to play our asses off. And the, the, I think the best thing about this band is everybody's a nice guy. Yeah. So there's no there's no rock stars. So uh, that's what makes it fun. You know, you're not dealing with uh, egos or attitudes or. Yeah, yeah, and probably no no room that. for no room for rock stars either. <laughs> so you know. No, nah, like, I'm too tired to be a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> <All> <laughs> the right. whole time, I'm too tired to be angry. I'm too tired to be a rock star. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so um so last night i was poking around the facebook page for you guys and everything and i saw a post that i thought was pretty cool that you you were saying you know you guys have got fans coming in from all over the world and everything we're just finding you guys um i mean what's you know for just a band playing you know locally and everything but you know making a, a serious go of it what's that like to have people finding you guys and you're like how the hell does some guy and you know well, like Belgium or, you know, Israel or God knows where, how do they find us? I mean, what's that like having people just, you know, you're a local band, so to speak, but, you know, you are out there, you know, for people to find. What's that like? Social media. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, we we had, we had made a bunch of videos and, and uh, we released, you know, one music video, one kind of documentary video. And, um, you know, we have some other stuff that's that's ready to go and, what we do is we, uh, you know, I, I use Facebook. I use Facebook marketing, and I go in there, and I, I know somewhat, uh, you know, the areas where our music is, is bigger, you know. Uh, South America, like our, our fan page, you know, it's growing, uh, but a lot of the people are from Argentina, Brazil, Chile, yeah. Mexico, uh, they're, they're all over. They, they've share they share it. They share it amongst themselves. We've had so many people share our videos. It, you know, listen, if you, if you get 10 shares, it's cool. You know, if you get a hundred shares, that's a lot of people that are sharing it with other people that are listening to it. Who knows if they're even sharing it. So it, it works exponentially if, if they like it. And, uh, so that's how we grow it. You know, I, I put it in Europe, I put it in South America, I put it in Australia, because uh, you could do that, you know, through yeah. Facebook, you yep. could you could market your music through that, and we're just trying to see what people think. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we've been getting a really good response. You know, everybody that I've talked to, and other interviews I've done, it's been it's been wonderful to hear good feedback about what we've been doing. Yeah, well, and I mean, metal is huge in South America. I mean, it's like I don't think people in the states realize how huge it is there. Like you look at, you know, uh, Iron Maiden, Rock and Rio, or Russian Rio, yeah. or something. It's just like unbelievably, you know, two hundred thousand people at one show or something. It's just nuts. Yeah. And uh, you know, some of our guys here at Sonic Perspectives are from, you know, South America originally. And um, God, I mean, they're they're some of the biggest metalheads I know. So yeah, that's. It's great if you can get picked up in those crowds. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you guys have, um, I mean, you know, obviously we're, you're still kind of growing things from from the grassroots, but in, in a perfect world, any bands that you would love to open for, tour with, co-headline with, any of that stuff? I mean, who are some of your, your dream bands to work with? I would love to tour with Gojira. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, sonically and just watching those guys do what they do 
is uh, as a fan, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they crush it. I yeah. would love, I would love to just see them every night, you know, <laughs> um, do what they do. And I get to learn from everybody too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to tour with uh, with Max Cavalera, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to tour with with Phil Anselmo. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd like to get out there with some of the old guys, and you know. Um, you know, it, it, you know what? It doesn't really matter to us as long as we're in the same genre. You know, in, in, in a way where we're not playing to a crowd that's like, "What's going on here?" You know. Yeah. Um, we want to get out there and do it. You know, life agonies from around the area here. You know, we like to, we like, we go out with them. You know, we don't care. Yeah. You know, we really don't care. But uh, but Gojira is like, you know, they're they're on my playlist yeah, all the that, time that, when I'm at the gym. A... Gojira is in my ear. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. The bucket bucket list for sure. Um, Artie, yeah. is there anything we haven't talked about with the new album, the band, anything you want to touch on before we kind of wrap things up? I think you've covered all the bases that I can think of. Good deal. All right, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to kind of play things out here with, uh, Ascension. So we'll give the Sonic perspectives listeners a little taste can of I that. Can I say one thing? Yeah, uh, by all means. Say one thing. Just, whoever's listening, check us out on Facebook, Tame Your Eyes, and, uh, and check us out and we have videos up there and, and whatnot. And, uh, we appreciate all the support. Yeah, so the new album, uh, Kill the Outside, it's released on August 2nd. It's going to be available on CD and vinyl, as well as digitally, of course. But um, where's the best place for people to pick that up, pick up a physical copy and support the band? Uh, well, we're, we, we've had some technical issues, uh, as we talked about earlier. So uh, the website is going to be rebuilt. We're going to have all that stuff uh, on the website. And uh, locally, we're going to see if we can get it in some real retailers, but there's not a lot of stores left like that. So yeah. it'll probably have to be through order through the website. Sure. And, uh, and that'll be, if you, if you have us on Facebook, that'll all be announced and you'll be able to go through the Perfect. Website. Yep. You'll just keep us updated. All right. So damn your eyes on Facebook. Yeah. There we go. Alrighty. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck with everything coming up and the album's release. And thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me here at Sonic Perspectives. Thank you, Austin. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this interview about the new album from Damn Your Eyes with Artie Alexander. Once again, this is Austin Coquel from Sonic Perspectives, and I'll leave you guys now with Ascension from Damn Your Eyes, Kill the Outside, due out on the 2nd of August. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcasts for more interviews, reviews, and reliably infrequent episodes of Talking Perspectives. All of those links are right here on this page. So once again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon right here at Sonic Perspectives.